if you are listening to this episode, you probably have somewhat of an interest in how to grow your business. I would imagine that if you listen to podcasts about business, you want to be successful in your business. Part of being successful is growing sales. And in the year 2022, a lot of inclinations by business owners is to grow sales through a social media channel or channels that might be Facebook posting, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, who knows what all different social media channels you might be going after. However, that also includes other things, blogs, email lists, YouTube channels, websites, public speaking, publications that you write for, who knows what all it entails. The question today, and you have probably asked yourself this very question, is once you sit down to try to publish something on any of these channels, the question is, what the heck do I post? What am I going to say today to this audience? It's such a frustrating thing. You, you know that you need to do it, but you don't know what to post. So today in this episode, we cover three practical tips for how to create content regularly. We talk about pillar content and how you can produce one thing per week, one thing per month, and utilize it throughout. We talk about using real-life situations. And we also talked about the good and the bad of repurposing content and posting something that you've already posted before. And those are just three practical tips that me and my co-host Chris Fox have come up with. And he is obviously owns a marketing company and is very specialized into this industry and sees this from a lot of different businesses. And I am from the viewpoint of doing this in my family owned retail business in the feed industry for many years. And we both bring our different perspectives to this question and this idea of using these three different practical tips on how to consistently come up with different content ideas. So I hope this episode will be helpful for you to know what you want to post the next time you sit down to do it. Now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third generation business owner. And with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. One of the best ways to drive traffic to your business is to create consistent high value content. But Doing it consistently and doing it well are a challenge. Uh, I know of clients that are often telling me about how they struggle to keep up with creating content, to feel inspired, uh, to know what to create, and be in the know about which platforms and which trends to follow, and how really to manage time and create and post it all. So we're going to talk about content marketing and creating content. What do you think about it, Steve? I know you do a lot of content creation. It's the struggle. Uh, like you mentioned in a previous podcast, I don't remember when it was, but you either have time or you have money. And yeah. um, if you have 
uh, a lot of time or, you know, a lot of people, I think no one would openly admit that they quote unquote have a lot of time. But if you are in the position in your business where the only thing your business needs to do is grow in sales, um, then as a result, you have your, you need to make time for that because that's where you need to put the priority of your, um, your management in um, creating sales. And if you think that that's where you can do it is through creating uh, content marketing, um, then you need to make time for that. Mm. Uh, you know, there's been our, one of our stores, our locations is kind of new and it's like the expenses are all good. The margins are great. It's just, it's a new store. We need to grow sales. Like there's, there's no, you know, it's, it's almost uh, pointless going through some of the financials at this point, you know, it's just like, cool everything's in order like let's just grow sales you know um so if you're in that position you have a little more time but um it's all i think it's always a struggle for most people yeah and and really what is content i think a lot of people uh immediately most businesses will go to social media um but that's just really one place where content is is necessary to marketing your business so i want people to think about content in the really wide array uh, of your marketing channels. Think of your website. Um, words and pictures on your website are content that you have taken time to make. And hopefully you've done so with a strategy and uh, you tried to make it clear and, and you know straightforward. Uh, also, any newsletter. Uh, this may be a, we'll call it a printed newsletter and a digital newsletter, right? Like things are transforming, but businesses um, of the past, especially family businesses that are on their second or third generation, probably um, put together a newsletter and mailed it out to clients, especially if you're a service-based business. Um, so think about that. And then it's it's more modern cousin, uh, the email newsletter. Somebody sends out a monthly you know, update of how things are in your business. That's content that you have to create. Uh, so then go to a blog, uh, an email list, a YouTube channel. Uh, sure, your social media channels, like we mentioned, most people go straight to those, but they're really only one small part of it. Um, but then get out of the digital again and let's talk about public speaking. Anytime that you're going to go speak at an event, you know, that promotes your brand, personal or your business, um, that is content that you have to sit down and write and think through. Uh, publications you write for. And then there are just, there are more, you know, all of these places where you, anytime you're going to put an idea out into the world um, because you wrote about it or you spoke about it, um, that is marketing content. And that's an important thing for most businesses to see is not only do you not have to stick with or be forced to go to social media, um, especially in this digital age, there are lots of places you can go and, and areas you can develop content. So not only are you forced to go there or are stuck there, um, but it also can be the trickle down. And there are some practical tips that we're gonna get into, but think about the idea of writing for a publication in your line of business or in your area. If you're a, you know, a family owned feed store uh, like yours, Steve, if you're gonna write for, you know, the American Quarter Horse Association's newsletter, um, or if you're gonna write for one of your clients in their publication, those words that you write can just become a social media post. So you don't have to be slave to social media, constantly thinking, what am I gonna create? Go look at your other stuff and pull down. So I, I, I think that's my big message up front is a lot of people get stuck and, and feel like they are immediately thinking of social media content. If they're gonna talk about content marketing, I have to be creating social media. Not at all. Um, there are so many other ways and probably ways that 
would be better to reach your client if, if you sit down and think about that. So what do you think about content having, you know, having been a, a multi-generational family business, how has content changed in your business and, and how do you think about it today? What's cool about our business is that um, what I'm about to describe was already done for me. But um, if you think about, I, I think a lot of people think about the funnel to their business. Um, and if you're listening to audio, you know, it's going to be kind of hard because this is somewhat of a visual thing. But a lot of people think at the top and think of getting more customers. So that's, um, you know, finding, doing sales and, and getting people to know who you are. Then there's the middle part that is basically a lot more um, how can someone go from that step to actually communicating with you. So that can mean um, calling you on the phone, um, email, uh, website, whatever. And then you have the final step, which is the product or the service that you're offering. So what a lot of people is do is they start at the top because that's the natural process that a customer would go through. And they're like, I have to get more customers. I'll figure out how they can communicate with me later. And then I'll figure out what to sell them later. Um, and I think that that is a big, 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 big thing that a lot of people do in small business is they forget that they need to start at the bottom. First, you have to figure out what service are you even offering? What product is your product good? Is the package sizing and is the packaging okay? Um, you know, are you selling the right mix of product? If you're offering uh, horse customers, I'm going to sell you everything for a horse, but you don't have all of those things in your store. Okay, we need to reevaluate either the product mix or the product quality or whatever it might be. So, first, I think you need to get the product or the service nailed in. Then, and always, it can change later, right? A lot of people are asking about this. I'm going to start doing this or whatever, of course. Um, then you need to think about how will people communicate with me? A lot of people don't answer their freaking phones when people call, especially in small business, right? You know, like a yeah. hotel, like a national hotel chain, they have like all different kinds of things. But a, a, a lot of, that's something that we struggle with on our business. Answer the phones, you know, Um a website they don't respond back to the google messages they don't respond right. back to their facebook messages they don't respond back to the email you know or whatever it might be that's step two if someone is going to communicate with you how are they going to do it think about the friction points if someone saw your ad on this how will they communicate with you well they'll call me okay do they want to call you well, they'll Facebook message me. Do you check your messages all the time? You know, it's certain things like that. So that's the second piece. You have to figure that out first before you go try to find new customers. Because if you start fi finding new customers and they have nowhere to go in this funnel, you're, you're just literally wasting money. And so anyway, so uh, that's a frustration for me when we talk about content marketing. There's a lot more that goes into it than just yeah. How can you get more eyeballs? It's it's because there's content communicate with you. There's content at every level of that funnel that you just described, uh, whether it's a sales script, whether it is uh, not even necessarily automated Facebook messages, but you can have copy and, fa and paste Facebook messages that your assistant or that your cashier, you know, drops into Facebook Messenger when people ask questions. And you're right. If you sit down and you think about that from the bottom up, how am I actually going to close that sale? What's my offer? What's my packaging? And get that content right. And then you back up. Um, content at the top be, actually becomes easier because you now have a picture of the journey your customer is going to go on to buy your product or service. And you have the content you've already created at each of those levels to then deploy 
out into the world on your website, on social media, on your email list, whatever it is. The cool thing about a family business, which I had alluded to this, but I never even got around to it, is a lot of family businesses is mom and dad or grandma and grandpa started that product mix or that service mix, and they got that dialed in perfectly mm. and had never done the top two tiers. So, like, when I started working in our business, my parents had only been running it for um, maybe a few years. And, and websites were – I remember I literally told my dad, I said, I just don't understand why someone would come to our website when we have a Facebook page and all that stuff. Mm. Um, this was like 2010, 11, something like yeah. that. Um, and I, I tried to talk my dad out of a website. Like we didn't even have a website. We had one phone number, you know, I mean, it was like yeah. very, um, very in, in the business was doubling in sales oftentimes. Right. I mean, and it was still growing because that is the number, that's the foundation of a business is being able to keep products in stock or offering a good service or whatever it might yeah. be. So in a lot of family businesses, they have that figured out. So gen two and gen three work on the middle tier and the top tier and that's literally it's just pouring gas on the fire because they've already got that figured out if you can maintain it of course yeah so i just had a um a home builder who i was talking to the other day uh they don't have a website they don't have a facebook page um and they're more busy than they could possibly handle with word of mouth marketing and networking so they've just you know individually go. gone and, and met people um, and that's something that I want. I just tell people all the time, like you do not need to feel the burden or trap of having to go and exist on all of these marketing channels and platforms. What you need to do first is ask yourself, where are my ideal clients or customers hanging out? Where can they be reached um, easily by, by me, by my business? Um, and that's where you start. And so just, you know, pick one or two channels where you where you can easily create content. Again, creating content is networking, showing up and just saying what you do, what you offer, and having that in a repeatable form. A lot of people call it an elevator pitch or a one-liner. You know, that's content that at some point, someone had to sit down and write and think about so that you could then go deploy it at the chamber networking event, or you could go deploy it at the conference, you know, in Vegas. Those are pieces of content. And the sooner you realize that, the more power you give them uh, rather than spending every day spinning your wheels trying to come up with a new TikTok or something. Because those channels aren't for everybody. Uh, they're for a lot of people, but they're not for everybody. So My biggest deal with that word of mouth piece too is if you have that um, in your business right now, like you said, the, the builder has a great product. He has a great service. Um, and yeah, word of mouth is just like all I can handle right now. My biggest piece to that is that middle tier that I'm talking about. All of that's doing is getting your phone lines dialed in, getting your website, getting, you know, questions yep. answered is a that's qualifying people that come to you that you're explaining what you do. So that way people don't waste your time. Totally. B it's making word of mouth easier. If someone Absolutely. tells you, oh, this is the company you have to go with, this is the place you need to do, and you can't find them online, you can't find their phone number, or when you call, it's always busy or no one answers or whatever it might be, all you're doing is making word of mouth easier. 
um, yep. or qualifying your leads one way or the other. That's that's what's so frustrating. It's like, oh, we got all the business we want to handle. I'm like, would you like for word of mouth to be easier for people? You know, I mean, sure. um, and at some point, here's the deal, especially in home building, at some point yeah. it might go away and you totally. might want those <laughs> leads, you know. You have to build that funnel so that that audience is there for sure. Yeah. And, and, and to even at the very minimum, like you just said, what happens in five years? Um, so I think that the there could be there are exceptions to every rule and we'll, we will both readily admit all of that. Is there a business somewhere in the world who's done 30 years of business and they've never had a website, they've never had a brochure, it's all word of mouth? Yes, but that's far and away the exception to the rule. Most businesses want a web, what most businesses will need a website exactly for what you're mentioning, Steve, a validator, right? It needs to be your online brochure. It needs to be the thing that um, people can come and educate themselves a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, so they're very, very important. Uh, but the overall strategy, like like you've said, Steve, is a funnel. What are we, what are we thinking about at every stage of the customer journey? And then we're creating content for those pieces so that it's easier. Uh, for people to move into a relationship with us, it's easier for us to sell to people. So I thought we would give a couple practical tips for creating content regularly um, and, and help people kind of wrap their brains around this. What do you think? Let's do it. So I think of, I think three, let's go with three tips. Um, there are more and you can research it online or you can DM us and ask us, but um, I think a really big tip is to limit your topics. Um, and some people call this pillar content. Um, and Steve is familiar with this. This is what we do for CookFeed. We have pillar content, which is uh, one big heavy piece of content that we create and then we pull from that uh, all week long or all month long. So limit your topics. And this is essentially stick to what you know. Um, what are you comfortable speaking about or writing about? Because this means that you'll have more to say about these things rather than having to do a ton of additional research. Um, so if you're going to create a piece of pillar content, for example, uh, let's say you write an article that is going to go in a trade publication, um, you can then take that article and post it as a blog post on your website and go over to your LinkedIn and post it as an article on LinkedIn. And you can pull maybe three or four highlights or quotes from that article and create some social media content for Facebook or Instagram. Um, and that piece of uh, trade publication content that you wrote breaks down top to bottom as a pillar of content across three or four different channels for you. So when you employ that strategy, it's really important to limit your topics to what you're comfortable speaking on because you don't want to go onto social media and, you know, say one little small piece of advice, but you're not really familiar with that area. Um, Steve, you've talked about this, how your podcast started inching into the territory of business coaching and you were like, I'm not a business coach and I don't know how to talk to these people and I don't want to do that. So we reformed it right around a topic that you're an expert in. So number one would be limit your topics. I think that's important for everybody looking to make content. Um, and then the second thing is use real life situations. This is the best because it's the easiest. 
Questions that you get from your customers or even your, your employees are great sources of content. Because the reality is, if one person's gonna ask you a question on online, if they're gonna send in you know, a Google My Business question, if they're gonna email you, pick up the phone, walk into your store, and actually ask a question, that means a lot of other people are already asking it in their heads, they just haven't shown up and, and asked you about it yet. So, so that uh, concept of putting that answer to that question out into the world as content, uh, is so powerful because people are already asking for it and you're answering the questions that they haven't even yet asked. Um, so I always try to keep a notepad or um, I have a, a note on my uh, phone that whenever someone asks me a question or an employee asks me a question, I will jot that down because I know that I can return to that later and make a piece of content out of it. And whether that's you do a short Instagram live or you take that question again, you write a blog post, you pull some quotes for social media, uh, maybe that question goes uh, into your brochure or a sales letter that you send out um, to some of your prospects. So use real life situations in, in creating your content. It's so easy and you don't have to spend a bunch of time coming up with things to talk about. Uh, and then my last tip would be repurpose content. So everything that we talked about before, uh, you need to reuse it again. And, and it's as simple and straightforward as if you wrote that article for the trade publication, make sure that it's also on your LinkedIn, make sure that it's also on your website as a blog post. But I'm even saying when that blog post turns six months old, if it got a lot of traffic, it needs to be reshared on social media. If that LinkedIn article got a bunch of comments in 12 months, you need to go back and share that again. Never, ever, ever be afraid to reuse content that you've already made. And to that end, if you wrote your website, that wording, that messaging, that content needs to go also out onto social media, out um, into your brochures or your sales letters. That's really the power of content creation is when you start with it in your mind that it's not gonna be a one-time thing, you actually create something that is repeatedly shareable and that will earn you more business into the future and more trust because People won't look at that. And I think a lot of the fear is people, business owners worry, everybody will just think I'm a hack because I'm just resharing and recycling. Uh, but in reality, what customers and clients see is that you, you show up saying the same thing and you're consistent. And so you can be trusted. It's wild. Don't be afraid of recycling content. What are your thoughts, Steve? Well Man, I agree with uh, with all three. I would say on the pillar content portion that, you know, a lot of people don't think about how much can I squeeze out of this, you know, every single thing you do. Yep. Um, and I am I am obsessed with that because of the fact of saving money. You know, I think a lot of business owners are great at looking at a piece of machinery or a piece of, you know, or a person, an employee, yeah. like what all can they do in this 40 hours that they work? Or um, we think about that a lot with forklifts and um, skid steers and things like that in our businesses. Yeah, we could use it to unload trucks, but what we could also do is, you know, on Saturdays when we have that one deal come in, we can go ahead and drive it over there and blah, blah, blah. You know, we think about what can we do because the more use you can get out of a piece of equipment, the less, exp or the, I guess, the less expensive it is per project or whatever sure. you want to call it. Um, and I think that's the way it should be with your marketing too. If I'm going to spend 30 minutes with a person that's taking pictures, what else could they do while we're there? If I'm yeah. going to spend an hour doing this or that, can I also take some pictures while I'm there? Can I also do this yeah. or that? You know, so um, 
that that comes in the form of making different types of content but it also comes in the form of if i'm making a facebook post every day can it also go on instagram can it also go on linkedin can it also you know yeah. um, wherever you're wanting to show up so that was a great advice on on pillar content i think a lot of people don't think about squeezing as much as possible out of a certain um you know picture or video the real life situations, you know, I think a lot of people, I, I have mixed opinions on that. Um, a lot of people think one of two ways. They either think what they do is not interesting at all, or they think what they do is really, really interesting. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that is a lot of people are in an industry. I was talking to a guy that um, they're wanting to attract more employees. Um, they have a really hard time hiring right now. And I said, dude, what if you just did some videos on um, showing what your employees do, like unloading trucks, like driving, you know, they drive like they do delivery trucks and unload donkeys and lift stuff like high rises into buildings and stuff like that. I was like, the people you're wanting to attract, they would probably find that content interesting. They're, they're literally wanting to have like a, a social media strategy just for hiring new people. Mm. Um, and, you know, so he was not thinking because they see it every day. He was not thinking that that would be interesting. But I'm like, yeah. the people that you want to attract, they might find that interesting. On the flip side, some people think that this real life situations, this stuff is really, really interesting. And it's not, <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of people over and over film how they I don't know, make coffee or how they cook, you know, a certain meal or whatever. And it's like, dude, I get it. Like a pizza's pretty like, you know, yeah. I mean, that's interesting, but you know, eh, you know, it, it depends, I guess you could say, um, with the certain person you're wanting to attract, uh, to watch that, you know, to a pizza chef or something like that, that might be really interesting, but I don't really care how you make the pizza. Like, I just want to know, you know, um, I just want to know if it tastes good or whatever. So yeah. I think it depends on the real life situation. Sometimes people overestimate, sometimes people underestimate how interesting it is. And then, sure. uh, repurposing content, man, I was, I was so, so I've gone through hair phases and you know, it's funny, like in some of my videos, I have longer hair. Some of them I have really short hair and all that. And I was obsessed with like trying to like figure out what I was wearing and what my hair, like how long my hair was in certain videos. Not only do people not notice, they don't care. Oh yeah. It's crazy how <laughs> you can repurpose videos till freaking kingdom come. And it's not something that people care about that yeah. even if they do notice, but I guarantee you, you are overestimating how much people pay attention to you. If you think that people watch, I had one of my closest friends, uh, not too long ago, um, we see each other quite a bit and he, uh, sent me a message and was like, dude, just saw your video. I didn't realize your hair was getting so long. I was like, I don't know what video you're talking about, but my hair is very short right now. And it was probably from like two years ago. And he had just seen me like two months before that, you know, I was like, yeah. you think my hair grew like a foot in the time that, uh, that we hadn't seen each other. So anyways, like, and that was somebody that's really close to me and he didn't even like think anything of it so yeah. um you know yeah i don't think people notice or care um even if they do know that it's repurposed i don't think it really matters honestly that's right that's right so don't be afraid to do it anybody who's who's worried because steve's hair uh is the is the testimony here today <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me spit my coffee out <laughs> but you're right you're right it, totally so i would just i would say this is my closing thought putting your expertise 
out into the world is the best way, hands down, to attract attention and build an audience for your business. Um, and so the, the best way that you can do that is to create content, to write it, to speak it, to film it. Um, and, and the way that you don't like live in misery, focus on a few ways that you can do that well and uh, get started proving to people that you can solve their problem. Yeah, I think it, it, it all goes back to um, starting with, I, I think that marketing is putting gas on the fire. And if you are putting gas on a pile of dirt, it's not going to do anything. It's, you know, I think, I think that you need to make sure that your product and your service is dialed in and not to overthink it. Like don't, oh, it's gotta be perfect then, you know, or whatever, yeah. not overthink it. But I think that you need to be thoughtful about that first and then be thoughtful about how people communicate with you. I think a lot of people miss that piece. You know, as we were talking, I forgot about, um, here like three months ago, I changed our um, deal. When you call our business now, it says, don't forget that all of our products and our things are on our website, blah, blah, blah. And we had a spike. I think it was like 10,000 more a month on our online sales um, than what we had before that from changing that simple deal. How people communicate with you, because people probably wanted to go to our website, but they didn't even think that we had one or whatever, you know. Yeah. So they would just call or they've always called or whatever, you know, and they would much rather call the, or use a website or whatever. So I think how people communicate with you, you need to be incredibly thoughtful, like, being in six different places, whether it's text messages, phone calls, emails, website, you know, yeah. whatever. I think that that's incredibly important to um, marketing. And then finally, you know, this piece of, of if you want to get out in the world, um, content marketing is the way to do it. Agreed. Um, thank you for listening to this episode with me and Chris Fox with Fox Strategy. If you have questions about this, you can reach out to Chris. I have nothing to um, help you further in the way of this, but Chris is the marketing the marketing man. <laughs> we need to come up with like a catchy marketing gurus to like spammy sounding. Oh yeah, know, like the, yeah. The marketing. I don't some know, some other marketing. title. Some, some something that's like the wise old the wise old <laughs> Allen marketing or something. I'll just I'll just go with that for now. For now. The wise old Allen marketing, Chris Fox. All right, cool. Thank you for listening to this episode.